This is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support podcast. Our goal in this podcast is to provide you with information, whether you are a law enforcement officer or first responder, to help you deal with your everyday stressors. I would like to welcome everyone to the first podcast for Al Leaps, which is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support. My name is Keith Frith, and I have with me today Dr. Tim Falk, who's the clinical director for Al Leaps, and also retired law enforcement officer, Captain David Jay. And so, Tim, I'd like to start with you. There was a significant law that was passed a couple of years ago, and this law really started this movement for peer support. Can you tell us how it got put into place sure. and the events around it? Uh, in 2017, I attended a conference in Florence, Alabama, and at that conference discovered there was not a law to protect first responders should they provide peer support to another a fellow officer. Uh, we began the process then in January of 18 of developing that law, uh, thanks to uh, Representative Paul Lee in the House for really sponsoring the bill. Uh, in March of 18, it was passed. Uh, there was a ceremony in April of 18 for the signing, and the law became effective in August of 18. And what it basically does is it, it says is this, is any emergency responder, whether it be law enforcement, fire rescue, or dispatcher, uh, that participates in a training and becomes peer support qualified, they are exempt from any type of legal issues uh, surrounding any of the events they're involved in. Uh, most of these officers are involved in major emergency uh, traumatic events of some form or some fashion, and our goal is to provide some type of peer support through trained individuals to take care of those individuals. Well, thank you. That's awesome that this took place. So, David, I want to ask you a couple questions. You are on the board I am. of Alabama Leaps, and so I want to ask you how this has affected your life and some of the background of why you got involved with this. Well, I had a 28-year career with the Dothan Police Department, and of course you see the traumatic events that all law enforcement officers sees. And uh, over time it built up and built up, and I really didn't have an issue, I would say, that came to light until after I retired. Um, I had the adrenaline dumps and everything else. You went home to be a normal civilian, and, and everything just kind of exploded on me. And I had known Tim for years, and uh, so I was able to go talk to him, and he helped me see the light using the techniques and that we teach these officers through the peer support system. And, uh, and I was able to decompress and actually deal with everything that's happened through a 28-year career. Wow. Um, that, thank you for sharing. I think it's very significant for us all to hear not only how it affected you in your retirement, but also how it's affecting officers on the day-to-day -day because as you and Tim were getting together and you were able to receive the support, you saw the need for this to be regionally available for other officers. So how, how, how could this be available now? I mean, Tim, you talked about some of the trainings that take place, but there's some opportunities. And one of the reasons I even got involved in this, and I'm on the board as well, is I saw the need for law enforcement officers to be able to reach out and receive this support, and not just at the professional level, but at the peer level, which to me that's why this is so great. It's, it's, it's very approachable at the officer level. So can you tell us how someone could get involved in, in this process? 
Well, actually, since this was written into law and we started the training, we've had over 500 officers that have been trained with peer support. And uh, we've had two conferences where we've had close to five, 600 people that attend to it. At least we're getting our information out to them. So they'll know themselves how to deal with the day-to-day stresses, but then they'll know how they can be more involved, how they can get the upcoming training to be a peer support member. And uh, so they can go to our Facebook page, Al Leaps, and uh, also our website, alleaps.org, and that'll have all the training information and how they can get involved with it. So even if you're, you know, currently in law enforcement, you see yourself, you know, you're drinking more than you normally would or you're withdrawn, you're not talking to your friends or family, you know, those are the type of people who can reach out to us through our website, through Facebook. There's contact information there. And basically, the old school culture in law enforcement, we have to, we have to break. And I think since the inception of this law, you've seen more and more officers, including the leadership, that are reaching out to us going, you know, this old school mentality, you're tough and suck it up, that, you know, these things are real. These feelings are real. It's true. Tim, so I want to ask you from a professional level how you've seen this impact law enforcement in our area and then how it continues to impact in ways that they can also get involved. Sure. I'll back up and say a little bit about myself, too. Yeah. Uh, I ran my first call in February of 1973, and in most of the uh, conferences that I we, we participate in, I always bring that up, and of course I'm the old man on the block because most of the folks wouldn't even born uh, when I ran my first call. But one of the things that, that when I was tasked with writing this law and then coordinating the passage was how do we implement this? How do we get it out to, to, to the street-level cop? And from the professional point of view, what we've been able to do is this, is we've, we have our state broken into regions, and we have mental health professionals that are trained through our program that can also be a resource for, for the David's on the road, the street cops. And so our, my whole goal in the mental health perspective uh, is I don't want to be seeing these guys. I want us to get to them quick as we can. Our goal is to get on, boots on the ground within three hours so that if we can give them the information, the chances of them going to a mental health professional are less. But we also have mental health professionals in the state that kind of provide that mental health service in a non-threatening way so that the law enforcement officer, the fire fire medic, the dispatcher, understands that that mental health professional knows the culture in which they're in. Well, thank you guys for sharing that. And the question that goes through my mind is, again, and you've mentioned it already, but I think it's important for people that have connected to the broadcast, been able to hear how they can actually contact and get involved, whether they need support or they're ready to go through a training. So that's Al Leaps, A-L-L-E-A-P-S dot org. And on that website, they'll see the toll-free support. You'll see that support phone number and also all the information. And you can go to the Facebook, which David mentioned, which is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support on Facebook. You can like the page. You can share this podcast with other officers or family members. And I think that's an important aspect of it, too there's family members that are involved in this. It's not just the officer. And as family members hear about what's available, they can let other officers know. So I think that's important to mention. David, one of the things that got my attention as a civilian, I attended one of these trainings and I work on staff at a church here in Dothan, Alabama, and was amazed at some of the stats of how 
law enforcement officers are being affected by what they go through. And this is really what woke me up to the need for this type of support. So give us some of that background of the stats of what's happening out there. Well, the life expectancy for a law enforcement officer today is 57 due to all the stresses and everything else. We're number one in suicides. Uh, so far in 2020, we've had 84 officers commit suicide. Uh, you put that into the officers killed in the line of duty, whether it be firearm, felonious crime, was 21. So we're killing ourselves at a greater rate. Uh, we have the high rate of divorce, alcoholism, depression, so there's definitely a need here. And then Owl Leaps is a place, our website, where you can find the help you're needing. Thank you, David. Tim, anything you'd like to share on that from your perspective? Yeah, I think that I, I think that uh, one of the things I would love for us to do in the in future is to have some of the guys that have went through the program see the impact it's had on their lives. Uh, we've got one guy, and I won't use his name, but he was shot in the line of duty. Um, we implemented peer support when he was at the emergency room. And uh, within six months, he was back on duty. Uh, we had him ready psychologically before we did he was ready physically. And uh, he's one of those guys that you look at him when you think he's a big guy. You know, he would not be open to any type of peer support. But the, the neat thing about peer support, it's cops talking to cops. It's firemen talking to firemen. It's paramedics talking to paramedics. And dispatchers talking to dispatchers. There's a culture within that culture that says I'm acceptable, you know. Uh, and, and that's what our whole focus and goal is, is to make sure that we can connect peers, okay? Again, I said earlier, our goal is to get there within three hours, okay? Uh, if you have a situation that happens here in the state, you can visit our website and get that number and, and activate it, and I promise you we've got regional coordinators that will get in contact with you, and we can get boots on the ground pretty quickly, okay, so that we can decrease the incident of post-traumatic stress disorder. It's a word that nobody in emergency services wants to talk about, but it's, it's real, okay. And the goal is if we can get those services in place quicker and provide the quality peer support that we're seeking to achieve, the chances of that officer, that paramedic, that fireman developing post-traumatic stress disorder is decreased. Now, I know somebody can probably listen and say, that's not what stats show. I'm talking personally and professionally, I'm telling you it does because it keeps that officer, that paramedic from, under, from, from realizing and helping them realize I'm not going crazy. This is a normal reaction to an abnormal event, and that's what's key when you're looking at peer support. Yes, so true. David, in your experience as, as a law enforcement officer, how do we start getting the other officers to lower those walls and start reaching out? What did it take for you? Well, again, I came up like, quote, unquote, the old school where, you you know, you sucked it up and went to the next call and everything just built up. And I feel like the officers, you know, see a need, uh, especially with all the stresses going on. And in today's environment, there's even added stressors on them. So I feel like that as word is getting out and hopefully through this podcast, this is the whole purpose behind this podcast is so when an officer is sitting in his patrol car on, on night shift, and it's a little slow. He, he's, hey, I heard about this podcast from Al Leaps. He'll listen, and he'll begin to understand, as Tim just said, I'm not going crazy. I, I'm normal. I'm having these feelings. And he will reach out with other officers who he may say, hey, I know Fred's having a hard time. He's acting differently, and he may send that podcast or the information to Leaps. Tim, you got something? Yeah, I'd like to say, you know, when you start looking at the dynamic you're talking about, I really believe the reason why 
we're breaking down some of the walls is we have peers talking to peers, okay? Uh, I'm a mental health professional, and I will tell you the best thing that can happen is another officer talking to another officer that's been trained, okay? And staying out of the mental health system because we don't want labels. We want help, okay? And I think in the past, what we had was a good system. The only thing is if the David J's needed help, we went through EAP. And EAP is a good program when it's used correctly, okay? But when you have another officer that's going to talk to another officer that can look for warning signs, that erases that barrier. Uh, I've had situations to where I've seen an officer, and what happened was that peer support person that went and made contact with this peer, they came together because the officer was scared to come by himself, okay? Because the stigma was there and understanding that we're all in this together, okay? And when peers reach out to peers, it's better than the mental health professional reaching out to, a, to an officer. Wow. I just want to say how much I appreciate both you guys. I've got to know you personally. Um, both, you know, David, I appreciate your service and Tim, the service you provide. And I think that if, from my perspective, being on the outside and just seeing how it's already impacted so many law enforcement officers, we just want to get the word out. And that's what this podcast is all about. So I want to make sure I go back over some of these connection points for you. We would like to hear from you uh, today. And if you can reach out to us at A-L-L-E-A-P-S podcast, that's Podcast at gmail.com, you can actually request some upcoming things that you would like to hear us talk about and discuss, and we can hear from you, those of you who are actually uh, listening to the podcast, and that'll be really, really helpful on the backside of this. And again, go to the website, that's A-L-L-E-A-P-S dot org, alleaps.org, and you can see the toll-free support phone number for you to connect to and all the information about the organization. And also on Facebook, want to share this, want to get the word out. That's the whole point. Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support on Facebook. So thank you so much, guys. Anything you'd like to add as we're closing out this podcast? Uh, I think that uh, one of the things we're looking at in the future of doing, we want to involve the family as well. Uh, we want to be able to uh, reach out to other officers. Feel free to share. You've talked about that. Uh, feel free to contact us. Uh, David or myself would be more than happy to talk. You send us an email. I promise you we'll get back with you. Uh, we've got to do something in the culture in which we're in. Um, we've, we've got to take care of everybody. Everybody matters. And we need to reach out and take care of each other, uh, not only personally, professionally, but our families as well. And so you can visit our website, uh, www.alleaps.org, uh, and we'll be more than happy to get con in contact with you and provide anything we can to help you out. And uh, we want to have a, a series of podcasts that's fixing to come out on confronting the invisible enemy. You already have the stressors of day-to-day. -day. Well, in today's environment, those stressors are three times that. And so we hope that everybody will tune in and listen to those and feel free to share it because we got to get the word out and let these guys know there's some place they can come to if they need help. That's exactly right. So that's the good news. We're moving to having more podcasts. We're going to post those twice a month. Just watch Facebook, and we're going to also see if we can get these loaded on a, a podcast platform. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you being with us. And all of you law enforcement officers out there, y'all be safe. We're praying for you.